they mock our Lord Jesus Christ. They mock God in the divine liturgy, in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. People see pictures like this. Surgical masks hung upon a crucifix. This is a new religion. This is not Christianity. This is not Catholicism. This is not salvation. They mock our Lord, our Savior, our King, Jesus Christ. People say, well, let's call the bishop. Let's write a letter to the cardinal. Oh, the archbishop needs to know. People, it's been 50 years of this nonsense, liturgical abuse, and even worse, Eucharistic abuse, which I'll show you. It gets to the point. Think of it this way. If for 50 years, the police in our country are not policing crime, whose side are they on? Go watch Godfather 1, 2, and 3. I'm saying this rhetorically. To figure out why it is that police don't police. The answer is, they're working with the mob. They're working with the mafia. They don't care. You can write letters to most of these bishops. They don't care. Today I'm going to go through three accounts of liturgical abuse, one of which is extreme Eucharistic abuse. It's going on right now in 2021. But if you have your antennas up and you're listening to the Vatican and to Rome and to Francis and the Congregation for Divine Worship, they're telling you the number one problem in the world right now, especially with regards to liturgy, is the traditional Latin Mass. It is really bad, they're saying. Sure, they're being nice. They're gaslighting us. We tried for 50 years. We've dialogued with you. We've tried to be nice with you, evil, radical traditionalists. We've tried. We've gone the extra mile. We've accompanied you. But now we're going to take your doggy treats away. We're going to take away your candy, take away your goodies. No dessert for you. Meanwhile, it is total chaos contradictions coming from Rome and coming from most dioceses. I'm going to show you three examples. Beforehand, we're going to make an act of reparation. What is an act of reparation? It's where we go to God and we say, I'm sorry for my sins, and I have a lot of sins myself. I make a lot of mistakes. And we also say, I'm sorry for all the other sins. I'm here, Lord, to love you. I'm here, Lord, if there's any way possible in my tiny, 
finite, sinful soul. If there's any way that I can console you, I attempt to do so now. Oremus. Nomini Patris, et Fidii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, sanctificator nomen Tuum, adveniat regnum Tuum, fiat voluntas Tua, sicut in Cielo et in Terra. Panam Nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita Nostra. Sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus Nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. In nomine Patris, et Fidii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, we all remember earlier when I shared this. Uh, was this two shows ago? This is St. Sabina. It's in Chicago. It's Father Flegger. This is their Christmas Eve. I hate to even show it. But I know some of you didn't see it, so I'm just going to show a few quick pieces, and then we're going to look at another clip from Father Flager. This is going on in Chicago, where Supich is restricting the traditional Latin Mass. You can't have Latin Mass on first Sundays of the month. You can't have it on Triduum, Easter, Pentecost, Christmas. No, 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 no. But you can have this nonsense all the day long. All the day long you can have it. Here we go. It is completely, completely hypocritical and goodwill towards all men and reality in our present day culture this is christmas for them covid 19 has consumed the hearts and minds with fear not mine and probably not yours i am not consumed by a virus Right? We are all going to die. Our hope, our goal is to be found in Jesus Christ on the last day of our life or on the last day of his coming. That's what we should be consumed by. Look at this. This looks like a satanic coven. Doubt. And unfortunately, death. 37 million people in the land of the free and the home of the brave live in poverty and over 800 men women and children have died at the hand of violence in chicago this year alone this is their liturgy this cardinal supich is what he wants you to experience this on Christmas Eve. He don't want you to experience a traditional Latin midnight mass. You get this weird, dramatic, red light Broadway production. It's not even that good. Why? Just why? Why is the question that seemingly floods the minds of people of the world? All right, I'm going to turn it off. It's ridiculous. I'm just going to show you like what's going on the rest of the time. They want you to, that to be your mass. Oh, here's blessed commercials. What happened? Limo! We got to help people customize and save! 
Drinking water before oh bed burns 46 pounds in two weeks. Oh my goodness. If you are struggling to lose weight and you're a... <laughs> it's girl. He's got his Mercedes-Benz peace sign on. This is Father Flagger right here. Who became the birthing... Light up your phone and turn on the light of faith. Turn on the... Turn on your phone and light it up, okay? That's enough. All right, that's enough. Now, what I'm going to show you next is the same priest, Father Flegger. Let me make this bigger for you. Same priest. He likes to use this Pachamama boat as a patent. That's uh, illegal. You're not supposed to do that illicit. He does it anyway. You know what? Because Cardinal Supich is his bro, man. All right, let's play this. Watch what happens to all the Eucharistic hosts. First off, we got a trumpet guy, we got a sax guy. Hold on, here's some guy comes and bum rushes the altar, gives Father a hug. <laughs> and look at this, this is horrible. Watch the, the boat. All the hosts just went flying into the air. Now, I'm hope, I mean, this is so insane, I'm hoping this isn't even a valid mass. But if it is, this is a great sacrilege. Look at this. There's the boat. This guy recognizes. The father didn't even know. Oh, look, hosts all over the ground. Here's a replay of it. And there it goes. You know, maybe don't use a boat. I know you'd be loving Pachamama and all that. Maybe don't use a boat. Maybe don't have lay people or whoever that guy is roll up on the altar and give you hugs. Why is that okay? Why is this allowed? Because they want it to be. Everyone says, oh, well, you can have a Reverend Novus Ordo. I've been to a Yes, I know. I've been to him too. What they do is they try to make the Novus Ordo look as much as possible as a traditional Latin Mass. So why not just have traditional Latin Mass? It's like saying baseball can look like football. Baseball can be just exciting as football. And then you have all the baseball players dressed in football uniforms with football helmets, holding footballs, running on a gridiron. It's like... Yeah, I know you can you can approximate it, but why not just be it? We've been in a liturgical experiment for decades, and it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier. Here is the third one. Let me get this ready. Now, I just want to say there are young children, and I don't blame them at all. They've been put up to do this. All right? I, well, let me run the clip here. This happened in Ireland. This is Christmas Eve in Ireland. Now that we have COVID and all these videos are being taken and streamed, we're starting to see the true devastation of the liturgy throughout the world. It's not just America. It's all over. All right, here's the clip. Oh, too big. All right, here's the clip. Maybe you've seen this one from Ireland. Again, I have eight kids. Don't hear me. Don't hear me wrong here. I have eight kids. I love these little pageants. 
I've been going to them for 19 years where they go into the auditorium and they sing a song and they'd have a little choreography. And I think it's cute. It warms my heart. I love it. But not in the holy sacrifice of the mass. I mean, three of them are at the altar right now. I don't know if you see that. Okay, so that's the clip. Again, I think it's cute when kids do Christmas pageants, they sing songs, they dance. It's great. I love watching my kids do it, but it's not for the mass. You see, Novus Ordo living makes you think that the holy sacrifice of the mass is just this performance. I keep saying Broadway performance, but it's a performance. And you know, why not? If we're performing as adults, well, it'd be even cuter if the kids performed. Let's bring the kids in and they can perform. And then what is this teaching the children? As they grow older, they're like, the mass is a place where you get to perform. You see, this whole idea of active participation turned into active performance. So that everyone needs to have their little moment in the liturgy. So we're going to have Bob from the Knights of Columbus come up. And he's going to talk about how we're trying to raise $300 to do such and such. And it'd be great if y'all could show up and come by and get some of the world's best pancakes that we and the Knights of Columbus make. That's great. But we don't need to have you and then the 15 minutes of announcements and then the king, the kids and their dancing, right? We don't need a guy running up to the altar to hug father and knock over all the hosts on the ground. We certainly don't need this young lady coming in with masks on the crucifix, on the cross by which the King of Kings trampled death, destroyed Satan, loosed the bonds of hell, redeemed mankind. Why are there surgical masks on that? And then look at the priest behind it. He's so happy. He can't wait to tell all of his priest friends later when they're having apple teenies. Oh, we you know what we did? We put masks on the processional crucifix. Yeah, the girl who always carries it in, she put on her mask and we carried it. Everyone thought it was so cute and funny. This is not a Broadway spectacle or performance. This is the holy sacrifice of the mass. When you go to a traditional Latin mass, you realize it's not really about you. I mean, Christ died and rose again for you, and he instituted the Holy Eucharist for you. So there is a benefit for you as one who hears Mass, who attends Mass, who is present for the Holy Sacrifice. 
but it's not about you. You're not the star. Your kids aren't the star. Even father's not the star. He's turned around. He's not looking at you. He's not even talking to you. People say, well, well, father's speaking too fast and he's speaking Latin and he's whispering and there's no microphone on the altar and I can't hear him. It's like, he's not talking to you. He's talking to God. The mass is offered to God. Think about a letter. There's an address that you place on the letter. That's the destination of where you want it sent. Guess what the Latin word have been sent is? Misa. Misa, where we get the word mass. The address on the envelope, the direction, the orientation for which we are sending this liturgy is to God. Not to you, not to your kids, not to father's whims. Not to the choir. That's why there should not be applause. Not to the announcements. Not even to the to the sermon. The sermon is important. But the sermon is not integral. This is why in the traditional Latin Mass, the priest actually takes the maniple off of his arm, places on the missile, and descends the altar to preach. By taking off the maniple, and of course the Novus Ordo did what? They got rid of the maniple altogether. By taking off the maniple, he's saying, you know what, I'm, I'm exiting, I'm exiting this celestial reality of the mass and I'm coming down to speak and preach to the people. It's like Moses coming off the mountain to tell the people what they need to hear. And then he goes back up on the mountain, he goes back up on the altar and he puts the maniple on. In some places, the priest will even take off the chasuble and preach that way. Why? He's indicating that he is leaving the sacred action of the altar and coming to talk to us, and then he goes back to the sacred action on the altar. This is tradition. This is Catholicism. This is the traditional Latin Mass. This is the Roman Rite. You don't have a bro run up out of the nave and give you a hug and knock over all the Eucharistic hosts on the, on the ground. You don't get to take the latest global newsflash and hang it up on a crucifix. You don't get to take your children in matching robes to circle around the altar. Yeah, but Taylor, if we could just tell our bishops, they would fix it. No. There are some bishops that are good. Most of the bishops out there do not care. They think it's cute. They think it's whimsical. They swirl their appletini and laugh. Well, Taylor, if we just did like a petition, they don't care about petitions. You could get 50,000 names on a piece of paper and guess where it goes? Into the circular filing cabinet, which is their trash can. They mock Christ in the liturgy. Archbishop Fulton Sheen said it best when he said it was aping the true religion, aping the true church, aping the true faith. It is a copycat that is below, that is not dignified. I've been challenging all of you this year to read the entire Bible. It's January 4th. It's not too late. I have a one-year plan. It's linked below. Dropbox link. Check it out. Hundreds, if not thousands of people are doing it. I know hundreds have read the Bible by using that plan. I've been pushing this plan for five years. 
And those of you doing the plan, two days ago, we read Psalm 2. Psalm 2 begins like this. It's about the nations, the Gentiles mocking God. Psalm 2, verse 1, Dewey Rames. Why have the Gentiles raged and the people devised vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the princes met together against the Lord and against his Christ. Let us break their bonds asunder. Let us carry away their yoke from us. And then it says, he that dwelleth in heaven shall laugh at them and the Lord shall deride them. Then he shall speak to them in his anger and trouble them in his rage. Yeah, but Taylor, God never angered and God never has wrath and rage. Well, it says it right there in my Bible, which is the word of God. Yes, if you mock God, if you devise vain things, if you rage against God, he will rage against you. It's right there in Psalm 2. Then, verse 5, then shall he speak to them in his anger and trouble them in his rage. Verse 7, the Lord hath said to me, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask me and I will give thee the Gentiles for thine inheritance in the utmost parts of the earth for thy possession. Verse 9, thou shalt rule them with a rod of iron and break them in pieces like a potter's vessel. By the way, that's all in Apocalypse chapter 12. I did a podcast on what that means, rod of iron. It's a theological concept. Verse 10, and now, O ye kings, understand, receive instruction. You that judge the earth, serve ye the Lord with fear and rejoice unto him with trembling. Embrace discipline, lest at any time the Lord be angry and you perish from the just way. When his wrath shall be kindled in a short time, blessed are all they that trust in him. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It says, serve ye the Lord with fear and rejoice unto him with trembling. Yeah, but Taylor, we should never fear God. We should never tremble. That is a false religion that has been taught to you by liberal Jesuits in the academies and in the universities and the colleges like Notre Dame. That God is a dopey, sleepy father slumbering in heaven and he just loves everyone and everyone is issued a free ticket to heaven. No matter what religion you are, no matter what you do in this life, no matter how many mortal sins you stack up and how many mortal sins you don't repent of, that the sleepy, friendly God in heaven is going to open the doors and look the other way. No, that's not the God of the Bible. It's not the God of the apostles. We are told... Serve the Lord with fear. In Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Rejoice unto him with trembling. You see, you can rejoice. You can have joy in your life and tremble before God. In fact, it has to kind of go that way. If you want to rejoice, there should be some trembling. There should be some awe. There should be some mystery. There should be some transcendence. You know, when you go to the traditional Latin Mass, you go to Pontifical High Mass or even a Solemn High Mass, 
it's really something to behold. You look at that and you think, you know, this isn't just a cutesy performance. This is life and death. This is light overcoming darkness. These are men performing sacred duty upon an altar. This is Christ, the King of Kings, surrounded by angels, ministering as the high priest on behalf of sinners, me, you. And that's why verse 12, embrace discipline. What is discipline? Discipline is rubrics. Discipline is silence. Discipline is fear in the liturgy. Fear with rejoicing, by the way. It is reverence. Lest at any time the Lord be angry and you perish. Read the Bible this year. Read the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah, but Taylor, in the Old Testament, God was mean and bad and judgy. But in the New Testament, he's not. No, read the apocalypse. Christ is slaying with a sword from his mouth. He's unleashing vials of judgment, chalices full of wrath upon the face of the earth. That is Christ in the apocalypse. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end, it is one God. And God does not permit or allow sin in his presence. So much so that his only begotten son so loved the world to die on a cross so that we might be saved. God didn't just go, huh, sin, no big deal. No. Christ paid the greatest payment, his life, all of his blood, all of his blood, while his mother watched. This is the true faith. Do not mock God. That's what I'm saying today. Let me correct that. That's not what I'm saying. That's what Psalm 2 is saying. Get your Bible out and read Psalm 2. That should be your posture when you go to church, when you go to mass. And you'll think twice before you take cheap 30-cent surgical masks and hang them on the crucifix. That crucifix drives out demons. And you treat it like that to make a political point, to be cutesy? No, no. You know, we don't need to report it to the bishops because for the most part, your bishops aren't going to do anything. The Pope right now is not going to do anything. He'll put an idol of Pachamama in front of the altar. He'll bring a statue of Martin Luther into the Vatican before he does anything about these Eucharistic and liturgical abuses. We need to report them to Christ. We need to do reparation. We need to fast on Fridays, fast on the Ember Days, fast during Lent, do penance. Corbol says, it sounds like you're protesting. Yes, protesting sin, protesting abuse, not protesting the faith. See, this person wants to say Taylor Marshall's a Protestant. 
I'm a Protestant because I'm against Martin Luther's statue being in the Vatican. Who's the Lutheran? The person putting Martin Luther on a Vatican stamp? That's Francis Bergoglio. The person putting a statue of Luther in the church? Or the person saying, live the Catholic faith? Follow tradition. Follow the traditional liturgy. Follow the Bible. Pray the rosary every day. If there's sin, protest it. If there's disobedience, protest it. If people throw the Eucharist on the floor, on the carpet, protest it. If people put masks on a crucifix, yes, protest it. Resist it. Don't leave Christ. Just because there's a Judah, Judas, you don't leave Jesus. Never once have I ever said, leave the Catholic Church. In fact, I say, enter more deeply into the Catholic Church. Go to the very center of the church. What is the very center of the church? It's the sacred heart of Jesus and the Blessed Mother's right there. You have to go deeper, not leave. And when you go deeper, you will rediscover the genius of apostolic tradition. Restore the Roman right. I don't like the language of protest. I like the language of resist, resistance, because that's the language of St. Paul in Galatians 2. He withstood Peter to his face when Peter was wrong, and yet he recognized Peter as, as number one, as the prince of the apostles, as the pope, as supreme. Someone on Twitter said when I posted this, you're being so divisive. When I posted this, you're being so divisive. You see, the enemy, Satan himself, wants unity around error. He wants unity around error, and he wants division around truth. The ultimate goal of Satan is for the entire earth to be united around his antichrist. Read Daniel, read the apocalypse, read the little, little apocalypse of Christ in Matthew's gospel. Satan wants humanity united around his antichrist. Satan's all in favor of unity as long as it's on his terms. And he will complain all day long when people resist that false unity around satanic principles. All unity is not all holy. And if you speak up, if you say, I don't like this, Father, why'd you hang masks on the crucifix? Why are you judging? Why are you, why are you this way? Why are you the problem? Father, can we have Latin Mass? Why are you asking this? That's divisive. Can we have Latin Mass on Good Friday? Mass the pre-sanctified. Can we have the old holy vigil on Saturday? Why do you deny the faith? Do you not do you deny Vatican II? Why do you want this? Why do you want? Why are you divisive? Why are you judgmental? Why are you mean? Look how fast they turned against all of us. 
When Tradiciones Custodas came out, what'd they say? Well, yeah, they should lose the Latin Mass. I used to be in favor of them having the Latin Mass, but they should lose it because look how divisive they are. Do they say anything about this? No, because secretly they approve of it. So that's it. Let's pray, Hail Mary. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or pronobis peccatoribus, nunc et mortis nostre, Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Serve ye the Lord with fear, and rejoice unto him with trembling. Psalm 2, verse 12. Embrace discipline, lest at any time the Lord be angry, and you perish from the just way, when his wrath shall be kindled in a short time. Blessed are all they that trust in him. Pray the rosary every day. Don't stop. Read the Bible every day. Link below, free. Get the 365-day guide. Read the Bible. Learn who the true living God is, revealed in sacred scripture, revealed by the Holy Ghost himself in scripture. God bless. Godspeed.